Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's an Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. Joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. Hello, Bobby. And to all of you out there and to yourself, Bobby, I wish you, of course, today, October 31st, a happy Caramel Apple Day. I saw a random Instagram reel of people making caramel apples. And I was like, this is a reality I could create real easy. So let me ask you a question. Are you Mm -hmm. a caramel man or a caramel guy? Caramel. I think caramel. Well, because it's like there's a city here called Carmel that like you get too close to that name. So I go caramel. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's that's what I call it. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, no DJ Mark this week. Uh, we apologize. Uh, taking care of a family matter. Um, it's not true, actually. Mark's just been missing. He's on. Uh, we we have his name on mill cartons in the local Bay Area here. So if you find him, tweet at Yohapo eighty five. Is that your Twitter handle? <laughs> it's Mike. One of you in charge of search in history. It is. Uh, don't we normally when one of us is missing the podcast just say they're on uh, they're on assignment? Mm. Why'd you Why'd you go and switch it up? I mean, that's true. You were on assignment for a whole ass year. Yeah, uh, that but it, that's actually true. You guys, long, long time listeners of the podcast know about the time Mike, while in Japan at a Japanese baseball game, just parachuted into the middle of the podcast one day, just while eating like a hot dog and drinking a beer. And I'm like, uh, thank you. <laughs> it's very helpful. <laughs> um, all right, getting aside, Mark should be back next week. Um, he did give us his picks for this weekend's UFC card. And for that man's sake, I hope uh, he gets something right because he's just not doing well at all, uh, Mike. This is just he's, he's slipping. I mean, dude's ACLs are fleeing from knees so that Mark cannot win fights. I'm going to win picks, it seems like. <laughs> uh, if you guys didn't see Calvin Cater, I don't know if it's his ACL or what happened, but like uh, someone said that's what happens when like a bone shifts, which normally happens when an ACL tears. Um it looks real bad, this slow motion video. What happens to Calvin Cater's knee? Just really unfortunate. So um This shit this shit looks like a fucking rubber band inside of his knee just gave out on yeah, him. Yeah, it kind of like uh for the people for the old wrestling fans out there, for you attitude era kids, remember when Triple H uh they came, we all saw this replay about seven hundred and fifty times. When Triple H planted his leg and he tore his quad, and we all kind of see his we saw the fucking muscle just twitch. It was like one of those. Um Fun fact, I was at that match, Mike. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was Stone Cold and Triple H versus uh, Chris <coughs> Benoit and uh, Chris Jericho. The greatest tag team match in the history of Monday Night Raw. Two then, Chris is cutting it up. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Mr. Tri- Triple H and Stone Cold had been a heel team for like a month only. Maybe two. And then Triple H tore all his shit at once. I just remember we were there with friend of the podcast, Drew. Me and Drew were sitting there. And then Drew goes, I think he's hurt. And I'm like, you think he's like, ah, he's like, the cameras are off. Um, and it's taking three people to carry his ass out of there. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, that's a good point. <laughs> he's pretty hurt, I think, man. Um, anyway, um, we're going to talk about the Calvin Cater, Alvin, uh, Arnold Allen fight, as brief as it was. And before, and then we're going to preview uh, this UFC Apex card, which. I don't know. Was it bad? Probably. I wasn't paying it. I'm not paying that close of attention to the entire card, Mike. Let's let's assume it is. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Um, a week before a pay per view. Um, it's the calm before the storm, Bobby. Yes, yeah, right. We're gonna be at that one ourselves. The UFC 281 will see me and you in attendance. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. UFC Fight Night 214 is this weekend at the Apex. It's got some dudes you recognize. Um, not a lot of consequential fights except the top two. And we'll be picking both those two fights of uh, Marina Rodriguez. I think she's Brazilian, right? So Rodriguez. And, uh, yeah. uh, 
Amanda Lemos taking on Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez. Because I don't think he's Brazilian. So couple of rods cutting it up. He's from Alhambra. D Rod. Oh, I know. I know dudes like this. All right. <laughs> That's all it took. I just needed a nickname and what city he's from in California. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I know who we're dealing with here. Um, before that, though, Mike, you and me took it in the shorts a bit uh, with our bets on Saturday night because young, and I'd like to emphasize the word young. Uh, young Jake Joseph Paul, not Jacob, his legal name, Jake, defeated, for some people, the greatest fighter in MMA has ever produced, at minimum, the greatest middleweight has ever produced, uh, Anderson the Spider Silva. Uh, easily the most entertaining fight this kid's had, Mike. I'm going to start off with that. And I think that's really the most... Maybe not the most important thing. Him winning was important, but I think the fact that it was good, considering the last one was real bad. With I haven't a, had I haven't had a moment to watch it yet. So you give it your thumbs. Oh, up you didn't see it? Approval? Nah, man. I, I was out. I was out oh, okay. on Saturday. So let me give a, a brief. Uh, this is not going to be the analysis Mark would give you. First round, we've all seen an Anderson Silva fight. In the first round, Anderson's measuring distance. Well, in this fight, first round, Anderson lost. Second round, Anderson had measured his distance. And he started landing a lot. I was feeling pretty good about my pick then. Anderson's old, man. Like, he can't keep that up the whole time. And the kid, kid got hit. I know Anderson's not Mike Tyson. Even in MMA, he wasn't the most powerful striker with his hands. Though, in fairness, he knocked out Lieben, Okami, any number of people with his hands. Um, Knocked out Forrest Griffin. Forrest Griffin with backwards. his hands. Yeah. I showed that to my girlfriend this weekend. She was laughing her ass off. And I was like, yeah. Show her the Stefan Bonner one. Uh, I, I, we were watching Anderson Silva's uh, highlights. I was trying to get her jazzed. A um, little personal note here. Uh, so we've been dating for a year. And, you know, we're having a nice night. We had gifts. I, I cooked a steak. You know, made some good food. And the plan was we we're going to watch Princess Bride. Because my girlfriend never seen it. But then she's like, oh, the Jake, the Jake Paul fights against Anderson Silva today, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, I want to bet on Anderson. I'm like, bet. And I'm like, oh, this is California. We're not allowed to do that. It's definitely what I said. Uh, no, she wanted to bet on, uh, Anderson, on, on Anderson Silva, you know, not liking Jake Paul. And I'm like, oh, she's fallen into the trap here. Uh, getting invested in this fight because you don't like Jake Paul. And then I had to get her. I had to explain no, why we all love Anderson so much. You know, tell the stories about me and you jumping down hugging because we had a 500 plus 500 <laughs> parlay because Anderson front. It was a plus 500 or plus 600 he hit. We hit when he front kicked Vitor's face off. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, we were all in. We were we were watching this. Um, I yeah, Anderson. It was a very competitive fight. I had four rounds for Anderson, and I had four rounds for Jake. One of the rounds for Anderson. I, I, honestly, there were some close rounds. Um, but the eighth round, Jake dropped him. And I know there's like a lot of conspiracy theorists because people found one camera angle, which you can't convince me you didn't delete a frame from because this is just a Twitter account, by the way, saying that, oh, Anderson didn't get hit flush and Anderson took a dive. Um, I don't take that seriously, Mike, quite frankly, because you can say a lot of things about Anderson, but Anderson is very much a martial artist and he doesn't need the money. And he's doing this because he loves martial arts. He loves competing. I firmly believe this man is going to be doing some level of competing until he's 70 years old. Even if it's just like jujitsu when he's old as shit. You know what I mean? So I think mm -hmm. the concept that he would turn, that he would like do that. Look, everything's possible. $30 I just, million. Dollars. I just, I mean, I don't Come think on. he, I mean, who's going to, who's, who's going to pay him $30 million? Who benefits $30 million in this whole equation? Jacob Nobody. Joseph. Uh, he doesn't have that much money. He doesn't have that much money to do this. But like honestly, I don't. I don't take that seriously. Okay, I really don't. Um, he dropped him. He clipped him. He dropped him. It was a really good fight, but that was the end of it right there. I just did the math in your head. You're like, even if he got those four rounds, he's got a ten eight here. Um, but it was a really good fight, man. They went back and forth. Uh, Anderson was bleeding. Jake got hit. Jake got a good, got a good chin, man. He's a good resilient kid. He makes a lot of mistakes halfway around the midway point of a fight. But he just fucking tough. Um, I 
was really learning a lot about the crowd. I was listening to Luke Thomas's podcast, uh, Morning Combat with Brian Campbell and him. And they were at the fight, and Luke's like, people there were not boxing fans. He says it was a packed house, and they were MMA fans. He said there was like there was another boxer in the co-main event who's like a serious star, and he's from Phoenix, and it was silent. And they should when they showed him on screen, but they showed like uh, Sean O'Malley. People lost their minds. Nate Diaz was the biggest star there. They, people there love Nate Diaz. Apparently, he was rolling like ten people deep, fifteen people deep, and there was like line. They had to like get security to help him get to his seats and stuff, and it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, he kid. He's I, I I am not one of these people, Mike. I don't know if you're this way. Where like I hate this kid so much that like I'm invested to see him lose, and I'm like I wanted him to lose because I bet. My, I mean, I like Anderson Silva, but like. The moral superiority we have as MMA fans, I think we all need to check at the door because the sport is full of horrible people. <laughs> Just want to say that blatantly. Yeah, A lot um, of horrible people. For, first, um, your bet against the Bengals just seems to be getting worse because now it's 18 zip. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Dude, I've lost so much money the last week on gambling. <laughs> the The only thing I hit was I bet 61 touchdowns would be, at least 61 touchdowns would be scored on Sunday. And that was just me being like, fuck it. It's paying two to one. Okay. That was it. <laughs> like, did it hit? It did. All I have right, no idea awesome. how many touchdowns were scored. But I was just more than, I'm, more than 61. More than, I was sitting there trying to count halfway through the day and I'm like, fuck it. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, but I, no, um, I am I am way too old at this point to be wishing for the downfall and you know the misfortunes of people I have never met before. Mm. And also, he's a young guy. I mean, all right, maybe he's a bit of a I don't even want to say a douche. I just think he's a young kid. Like, you know, like I hope he I hope he does well. But except twenty five fighting now, except. <laughs> That's rough, bro. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I think it's it. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, uh, we're losing those 10 bucks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I, I have no issues with uh with Jake Paul. Um the only times I have issues with fighters or I think sports athletes in general is you know, if they do something reprehensible or if they have a stand on things that I vehemently am against. Yeah, if you're a He's racist, it doesn't help things. us. <laughs> Yeah, man. And he's also, he's not the one who did the thing. His brother's the one who did the uh, thing in Japan, right? And even that, like, all right, he, that was him just being stupid rather than him trying to be racist or especially insensitive. I mean, I don't know. The kid, I mean, you don't do that. But and, I've, I've seen, and, him, I've seen him apologize also, about 500 times for it, too. Exactly. Like, you know, I think the kid at the time was mid-20s, maybe mm. mid to, to early-ish 20s. He's older um, than that now. How old are these motherfuckers? I've been calling his brother a kid this whole time. What is he? Jake. Jake is like 24, 25. Oh. Logan's okay. maybe 28. Oh, okay. Perhaps. They're Disney uh, maybe, 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 maybe he yeah, does Disney clan of kids. They've been doing this a um, while. So. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he, he learned from his, his mistakes um, for, from what I can see online and the little I see of his podcast, like. You know, he's not the same kid he was before, and you know we can't. Yeah, Dana White's a worse person. Dana White's a worse person than all these people. All right, let's just get to the. I, I, then I saw we, fucking Isla, a picture of Islam Makachev uh, going go paying respects to the fucking warlord in Chechnya. So everybody fucking shut up. All right, just cool. shut up. But Mike, go ahead. <laughs> you had more. I'm assuming. Uh, I, I, well, I, I did before you just. I got angry. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay. I was just gonna say that you know we can't. We can't just uh, condemn people for, you know, one or two stupid mistakes they make when they're young. Yeah. So huzzah to the, to the Paul brothers. Yeah. Um, so look, let's just get to it. Um, we know where this is. He, after the fight was over. Ariel, by the way, was working uh, in cage interview, in, in ring cage, in ring interviews. He, wore, he also worked the press conference. At the, uh, the guys doing commentary, um, Moro was there. I'm trying to remember if GSP was doing commentary or GSP was just at the desk. But GSP was there. And it, I, I'm sure I'm having the same epiphany, by the way, Mike, that every other fucking person did. But it was like 20 minutes into the show and I'm just like, oh, they're going to do GSP versus Anderson Silva. Like, 
that's just sitting there now. GSP said he's a flat-out free agent. His sunset, his deal sunset clause, sunset clause went in. Like, if this fucking kid pulls off Anderson versus GSP, Mike, if him and Nikisa Badarian or whatever his name is, that's the former CFO of the UFC, who's Jake's partner, by the way, like the, the Fertitta brothers' right-hand man, is Jake's partner. When Dana calls him an accountant, no. You guys enjoy the $4 billion deal? He had a large thing to do with it. Um, if they pull off Anderson versus GSP after Dana tried for so long, and uh, GSP said that didn't happen because the UFC didn't do the things they needed to do to make it happen. Money. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't care if they're going to box. I don't care if they want to grapple. I don't care if they want to kickbox. Anderson seems like he doesn't. Anderson doesn't want to do MMA. He says it's just too hard on his body. It's just a, 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 there's way more fighters get hurt from MMA man more than in MMA training than they do with like the other ones. I think it's just because I think the grappling combined is really a lot of it. But well, I mean, yeah, but then also like, I mean, isn't there going to be a lot more possible head trauma in boxing? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think kickboxing would have been the. Uh, which is the happy medium for all these things. I still stand by kickboxing is the way to go. But if they pull this off, Mike, and I think I, I don't think GSP was there by accident. We know GSP don't need the money. GSP retired in his prime. He took five years off and then came back just to win a title to prove a point. Then he left again. Like, I think he's, I think they're lining it up. I think it's coming. I think George be bad. Then we had Uriah Hall on the undercard beating up Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon looked good for that first round, man. He, look, he survived. It was only a four-round fight. Le'Veon survived, though. But, you know, after the first round, Uriah was like, all right, I'm just going to take care of this. Um, Uriah, call, Uriah said he wants to knock this kid the fuck out, talking about Jake Paul. So I guess if all, guess if all the other deals fall through, he's there. I um, guess Chris Avila beat up Dr. Mike. Oh, that's a shame. Dr. Mike had, like, half a foot on him. I think that's why I couldn't fight on the betting lines. I'm not sure there was a real fight. I'm not clear if it was a real fight, like a real like. You think, it was a, you think it was a work? No, no. I mean, I don't think it was a like sanctioned bout. Maybe. Why but is anyway. Doctor? Why is Chris Avila fighting Doctor Mike? I don't know, but afterwards, Chris Avila he took all these like friendly pictures with the Diaz <laughs> team, like Nate's mean mucking, and you know Doctor Mike smiling that smile of his. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, he seems like a decent dude, though, man. He like donated all these fights. He's still donating his check to charity and stuff, and I think he just likes it, to be honest. So, um, look, the next matchup for this kid, he he called out Nate Diaz, and he called out Canelo. And one of those is not going to happen. And I'm just going to ask this: Do you think they sell? They can sell a million pay per view buys with Nate Diaz? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I think so too. I think it would be That's a massive fight. There's not even a question. I think it'd be a huge fight. The UFC put on a pay-per-view a month ago that was just a goddamn Nate Diaz tribute show. They fucked up so badly trying to screw him that they just aired a commercial for Nate Diaz on pay-per-view. You know that, right? <laughs> may, may I may I also just um look, like just chuckle at something that Chris Avila said after the fight? Huh. He just fought a board certified mm. doctor. Who has not been a professional fighter his mm. whole life, right? Mm. And he, <laughs> not reading the room, he goes, anybody can get it, Avila said after the win. Fuck all these fucking wannabes out here. Dude, you just fought a wannabe. Look, it's like a, he's a wish.com Diaz brother, okay? <laughs> it's not going to be great. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Um, anyway, that happened. It was on Showtime. GSP got a check. Anderson got a check. Jake Paul got a check. Uriah Hall got a check. Chris Avila got a check. Ariel got a check. Moro got a check. Assume, and you gotta assume none of them are gonna bounce. Yeah. So, I'd like, I'd, they cut this deal, the bet before the fight was that if Jake wins, Anderson has to be the face of his push to get UFC fighters unionized. And Anderson said, if it's MMA fighters, you got a deal. And, and Jake's like, okay, whatever, sure. 
And I'm sure Showtime, I'm sure Bellator, who's on the same channel as Showtime, is like, yo, whoa. Yo, shut yo, the fuck up. No one even knows that we don't drug test people. We got people making 700 bucks on the undercard. Whoa, let's just shut up. <laughs> um, that's, uh, and then I guess it, but if Anderson had won, they would have mat rematched in a kickboxing bout. No way. Which no I was way just like, you're going to beat You're going to beat this guy and then make it easier for you to beat him again. Like if it's kickboxing, you're gonna, kick, you're gonna kick him in the fucking face. What are, you, what are we talking about here? Now is Nate Diaz free to do anything you want as of this moment? Or I think is there... he's. I think he's still in the exclusive matching period thing. Mm. And then there's something like for the next year. I don't know exactly understand it, but I don't know if they really want to do this. If they can push it more than they are. Um, kids picked a fight. People are like. He's picked a fight with, M with MMA fans. I'm like, nah, not really. He's picked a fight with the, with the UFC brass. And then he's beaten up fighters that most of us didn't care about until his last one. I'll be honest. Look, MMA fans didn't like Tyron Woodley. We, we remember his championship run. Nobody got more disrespect as champion than Tyron Woodley. Just including the fucking promotion didn't like him either. I mean, this is, this is a hero. Anderson's a legend. He beat him. Fair and square, he beat him. Fair and square. Those 46. I, mean, I was going to say, like, he's just old. Like, people are just like, oh, it's a fixed fight. I'm like, he's 40 fucking seven years old. What do you want? What do you want him to do, man? Like, what would you like him to, uh, to do for you in this, in this situation? So, anyway, um, it's got to be Nate next, though, right? Like, what are we going to do? Uh, Tommy Fumbles? And I'm calling the kid Tommy Fumbles now. But he can't even leave the UK because him and his brother hang out with a fucking mobster. Tommy, Tommy Fury? Yeah, you know that, right? He, they, they pulled his passport. What? Because they, they got it. They're associated with fucking Daniel Kinahan. Who the and hell no, is that? You can go ahead and Google Daniel Kinahan. He's not a good person. Like, I didn't know being associated with someone like that would uh, not let you leave the country. They're putting this, the U.S. is putting the screws. He's like, he's like an Irish crime boss. You know? Irish boxing promoter and suspected crime mm, boss. The, I, 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 uh, yeah. $5 million reward. Yeah. Oh, he is just straight up wanted. Yeah. And Tyson, like Tyson hangs out with him. I Tommy, I don't know. Don't, don't even know if Tommy hung out with him. Tyson does, though, and I feel like he got guilty just because. I thought Tommy was like, you know, a Love Island dude. Like, he, why is he out here hanging with, like, you know, crime bosses? I mean, this is not just MMA attracts the worst people. Fight sports attract the worst people, buddy. Damn, he manages the Kinahan Cartel. Yeah. You know you badass when you have a cartel named after you. I didn't I didn't know that anyone outside of, you know, Mexico and Southern American crime bosses had cartels. I thought that was something No, they all got cartels. You know, yeah. I thought that was just for us Browns. You want me to call families? Would that make you feel better? Like I mean, the like the yeah. Italians do, they call them the family. <laughs> yeah, you know. Leave something for us. Fair enough. Um yeah. Uh, it's got to be Nate next. I don't know who else it would be. It's not, I mean, just. That's that's the most logical solution. We've built up to it. Um, Nate was in the arena. We got <laughs> some good B-roll, some good A-roll as well. Nate, and apparently, they, apparently they almost fight. got in a fight backstage. Beforehand. Yeah, he apparently slapped one of uh, someone in Jake Paul's crew. And then I thought, yo, Nate loves just slapping people. Like. I mean, the guy didn't have a Pepsi for him to shake, to, to scare him out of throwing in the air. So, <laughs> um, no, they all know what they're doing. This is Nate's a promoter. They're all promoters. So, Nate's going to put his promotions logo behind this too. Real fight promotion. You know, that whole thing where like he made his own promotion so they can say a co sponsorship of. So, Nate gets money in the back end too. Nate's not an idiot. <laughs> he really isn't. <laughs> he really isn't. Um, all right. Um, so UFC had a card a few hours before this. Uh, Bellator had one even earlier in the day. Dude, I, I, I bet on some minus 600 favorite and lost. I should have known. That was a bad sign right there. Um, but Bell UFC had a card on, uh, headlined by Arnold Allen and Calvin Cater. We talked a lot last week how this was Arnold Allen's real opportunity to, um, I mean, kind of just make a statement. You know, prove that he belongs among the elite because while he was on a nine-fight UFC win streak, eleven-fight win streak overall, a lot of those names weren't that impressive. And um, 
you know, and people seem to have looked for, and a lot of those were decisions, and his last one was a finish, and he beat the guy in two and a half minutes, but people are like, well, Dan Hooker's washed, yada, 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 and I'm just like, okay, I mean, because he lost to Islam Makachev, because he lost to Michael Chandler, because what those guys, what, they, they, we didn't call him washed when he lost to those two dudes, like, yeah. like, do we, do we not want to give Michael Chandler credit for his only UFC win? Because I think that's his only UFC win, was Dan Hooker. Damn, Damn for real? He's one and I'm sorry, he beat Tony Ferguson. I apologize. Two and two. I thought he was one and two still. Forgot he front kicked Tony Ferguson. Um, fight's going well. Arnold Allen was controlling, I thought, Mike. And then uh, if you want to find the right video on Twitter, uh, Calvin Cater's right knee goes into business for itself. And, yeah, let me let me look at that again, actually. Yeah. Um, you can say who's actually tweeted it. We can actually give the credit to the guy who stole the footage from the UFC. Uh, at what? Let's see. at X Prodigy nineteen ninety four. Yeah, please retweet it. By the way, on it's an amazing account when you can, um, so people can see when they go to it's amazing and see it. But yeah, you can see the footage of uh, uh Calvin Cater's knee just fucking just it looks like a tour, and uh, he gets back to the corner, and this is. I don't want to badmouth his corner too much, Mike, but this is the corner that let him take five full rounds of beating from Max Holloway. And like the much of their reason was just like, oh, you know, uh, he wouldn't have wanted us to stop it. And he always had a chance and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, okay, cool. Everybody's paycheck is tied to a win. Good to know. Um, I was not super optimistic that they were going to stop the fight, Mike. And they really just, they didn't. And then the second round started. Uh, Arnold threw one low kick at the opposite leg. That was hurt. And then Calvin just, that was it. We were done fighting. A um, lot of injuries, man. A lot of in-cage injuries, I feel, recently. Something's in the air. Um, what do we do? What do we do with Arnold? Arnold Allen setting himself in the post-fight interview, though, man. What do you do? He says, I can't really ask for a title shot. And But Bisping was uh, funny. Bisping was hilarious. Bisping's like, come on now. You won. Like, Bisping was like, what do you mean? I want to call for a title like, shot three Bisping times. was trying to push it. Bisping was there like, mate, you are killing yourself. Yeah, Bisping's right now. a like, professional. He knows what to do here. <laughs> um, well, I agree with Arnold Allen that this doesn't put him in the best position mm -hmm. because it's not exactly the statement that he wanted to make. Um, what he should have said and what I think other people will say is that while it was unfortunate that the fight ended that way, uh, he was getting the better of Calvin Cater in, in that first round. He was popping a really good jab um, throughout that first round. Mm -hmm. So, And he still has won 10 straight in the UFC. While we were making a point last week to talk about that the level of competition he had uh, wasn't the best. That is still 10 UFC fighters that he was able to take care of. And that's nothing to sneeze at. So should he get a title shot? Maybe not, but if he does get one, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, well let's look at what's going on here at Featherweight, because this is a weight class where the champion's about to go uh, go hunting for another title. So he's going to be out of commission until... I mean, if that, I think that pay-per-view's in February, I think. They're going to Australia in February? Maybe? What, four, four months from yeah. now? Three months from uh, now? I'm going to confirm that, too, but I want to say it's February. Um, and... He's not going to fight again till what? Best case, July. Honestly, yeah, July best case. But there's really there was only two contenders that were people vying for title shots before this. I think most people would agree. Um, Yair Rodriguez was probably the front runner, giving marketability, and honestly, he's ranked higher too. Uh, Josh Emmett and Arnold Allen now. So, I think. Maybe they probably do. Maybe they do an interim title fight. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but there's three guys. Well the, well, the UFC has done interim titles for for less, and this seems like a pretty legitimate um, time well, who to do you actually do with? have one. Who do we do it with, though? I'll just pick someone. Come on, it's the UFC. They love they love making belts. Up. I'm saying there's I'm saying there's three guys here. Like who's going to be the one? Who's going to be left out in the cold here? That's what I'm as honestly like. I don't. What do you think? Me personally, I would like to see a fight between Yair and and Arnold Allen. 
I think I think at the very least it would be a fun fight to watch and you know we'd have a little UFC gold on the line as well. Fair enough. Um yeah. Uh co-main event, Max Payne Griffin. Uh took care of business there. And uh yeah, earlier in the night, Khalil Khalil Round Roundtree stole one from my boy, Dustin Jacoby. A little disappointing. And they're going to Australia. Well, because I had money on fucking Dustin Jacoby. That's why. Ah, Um, (laughs) uh, UFC 284 is February 12th uh, at the RAC, R-A-C, Arena um, in Perth, Australia. Which, yeah. They're going to be in South Korea the week before, a couple weeks before that in Brazil. Oh, we're going on the world tour next year, Mike. UFC's going on the world tour starting in the uh, end of January next year. Finally goes looks, like, looks like they're making up for uh, for all that time during the pandemic. Yeah. So, Brazil, they, I think they're, they haven't been there. They did that once show in Brazil. I'm not sure if you remember this. It was like right when the pandemic started where it was just an empty arena. Yep. And then they shut down, and then they tried to go to the Tachi Palace. And then we all tried to rewrite, rewrite history about what we all said. But they tried to go unregulated at the Tachi Palace, which prompted me and Mark laughing harder, I think, on this podcast that maybe we ever had before. Because that was, it was an absurd notion on that level. Um, yeah, this was just another uh, fight night at the Apex, man. Would have been nice to see Arnold get a real, you know, or, or even Cater, see, see, get a real definitive this answer. We see we're not getting that a lot of times in these fights. Um, my boy Andre Arlovsky's four-fight win streak came to an end. Got choked real That's quick. A shame. Got choked real quick. Got choked real quick. Um, but yeah. Anyway, back next week with uh, Marina Rodriguez um, taking on Amanda Lemos and um, co-main event of that one is Neil Magny versus Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, we're going to make our picks for that and then we'll do our fights we like and then... Uh, Stuff we like and get out of here. Um, Marina Rodriguez, Mike, ranked number three ranked woman strawweight in the world. Amanda Lemos is currently the number five, I think. Um, I did not read that correctly at all. She is not. She is the number seven ranked uh, strawweight in the world. Uh, Marina Marina's coming into this one. She's strung off four straight wins. Um, wins over Amanda Hebas. I remember that was a big one. There was a lot of hype behind Hebus when she yeah. got that one. You remember that? That was a lot. People were all aboard mm-hmm. a Hebus train. Then she beat Michelle Watterson. Then she beat Mackenzie Dern. Um, that was her. That was and the the next last one is she took that split over Jan Jonan, which uh, was a little surprised she got quite frankly. But you know Jan's a good fighter, um, so she beat the lot the two women that were in that main event a couple weeks ago. Um. You imagine it would be hard to deny her a title shot with a victory here. I think she's probably getting a title, a fight here on paper, on main, a main event for that reason. Uh, Amanda Lemos, though, man. We got some Brazil and Brazilian, Brazil and Brazil violence here, actually. Uh, yeah, also from Brazil. Uh, Bellum, Brazil. Um, Amanda Lemos, 35 years old. Uh, bounced back from uh, her to Jessica Andrade loss. Uh, to beat Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson just taking ass kickings in this, you know, recap here, buddy. That's what's happening. <laughs> she has won five of uh, six of seven overall. That lost to Andrade, where she got. I remember that was that standing arm triangle choke. That was rough. Well, sometimes when uh, Andrade goes full farm girl strength on these girls, this is just mean. It's real mean. Um, she's twelve and two overall. She got ten finishes in those twelve wins, while Rodriguez in her um, sixteen and one record. Got only seven finishes. So, um, Mark's got uh, Miss Rodriguez. I got I got her too. And specifically by decision. I'm just, you know, telling you what I'm about to, what my wallet's going to tell me to do this weekend. I got, uh, I got Rodriguez by decision. And I don't have the, no, I don't have the betting lines in front of me, Mike. I'm not sure if you've got them, but. Uh, shoot. I had it up. Yes, I do. On DraftKings, uh, Rodriguez is a minus 210 favorite. So Lemos is plus 180. And on FanDuel, Rodriguez is minus 220 to Lemos is plus 168. 
And to finish off the fight picks, we are going to be sweeping this one. I'm going with Rodriguez myself. While Lemos, I think, has more power, uh, I think overall, uh, Rodriguez is the more all-around fighter. Um, I think she holds a slight technical advantage. Uh, I think she'll be able to set up her, her combinations pretty well and get a decision. Yeah, I think... You too will be joining me in the specific Marina Rodriguez by decision bet, I think, also, <laughs> the way we're looking at this. Um, yeah, she got to give her a title shot too, man. You know, I don't I don't know what the hell's... I mean, I feel we play... We, I, I think... Well, we're going we're gonna to be there next week. We'll be there when it's uh, Carla versus Whaley for Carla's strawweight title. Um, conventional Wisdom. Has Whaley winning that, but you never know. Um, I'm looking at the other contenders there. Rose is number one. Then it's Whaley. Then it's Marina. It's Marina's next, and, man. And mind you, Marina's won four in a row, mm. and it conceivably should be at least a five-fight uh, winning streak because the last time she lost was to the current champion, uh, Carla Esparza, in a split decision that, if my memory serves me correctly... Uh, you know, some people thought she should have won that one. Yeah, at least one. You know, s split decision. But yeah, Carla had a couple wins. I mean, I, I like Carla. She's a good fighter and all. Um, I'm about to pick her to lose horribly next weekend. Spoiler alert. But um, that was, she had a couple wins in the middle there where I was just like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Hell, including when she won the fucking title. Um, Man, she got the UFC to convince her to fight in fucking Madison Square Garden. So she did like she got she got she had to pick a fight where she's gonna pay the most in taxes too. Oof. That's the worst. I mean, she should she should have dragged out just out to the Vegas card. Not just and not just New York state tax. She also has to pay New York city tax. I just remember they were saying that well. like the gate fee, the gate tax on to the promotion is like one percent for boxing and they made it five percent for MMA. And I'm just like, why? Like, what, why would you just be punitive, man? Do you not like money? <laughs> they, <laughs> like, oh, well, it sounds like they do. Hence why they're taking 5%. I think they would have more events. I don't know. But, like, I mean, you and me paid fucking 600 bucks to sit in okay seats, I think. I don't remember how much I would do. They weren't that good. <laughs> they weren't that good. <laughs> There's a, we're, a couple, we're a couple decks up, I think, with that money. So... Uh, after the podcast, let me know what section we're in. And I was just at a Knicks game last week. So I'll let you know if they're good or bad. Okay. We don't want to do that on the podcast. <laughs> we don't want people to add to the I mean, I guess, I guess we could. Uh, okay. I'll check um, it out. I was in section 222 last okay, week. Okay. I'll check it out when, uh, as we, when, when, you, when you're doing the fight you like. Uh, I'll, I'll right. tell you then. Um, all right. Um, co main event Neil Magny taking on. The one and only Daniel Rodriguez. Um, he just do just fought. It was not that long ago. What? 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 That was that was against uh, the the leech. Yeah, Lee Jiang Liang. Yeah, that was. Wait, did I just did I just name a former Nets player? Lee Lee Lang. You got close. I don't know they, if I'm saying uh, it right. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, yeah, he fought in September. Um, against the leech, did not think he won. But he's riding a four-fight win streak with wins over the Leech, Kevin Lee, Preston Parsons, and Platinum Mike Perry. Just a real rogues gallery here of opponents for this man. Damn. Um, Neil Magny um, coming into this fight. Um, lost to Shavkat Rachmanov. There's no shame in that. Shavkat's a fucking savage. Shavkat is uh, Kamzat without being a dickhead. All right, that's what Shavkat is, all right? <laughs> Same level. Um, before that, beat Max Griffin, beat Jeff Neal. Um, look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Neil Magny kind of guy. Um, I've got 26 wins and nine losses. So my strategy of generally picking Neil Magny seems to have paid off over the years. I think it's a pick em, though, if I'm not mistaken, this fight. It is, um, on DraftKings, Daniel Rodriguez is a minus 105, I don't even want to call this a favorite mm -hmm. when Neil Magny's only coming in at minus one fifteen. Yeah, as a pick. And and on FanDuel, Daniel <laughs> Rodriguez is minus one hundred two uh, to Magny's minus one twenty five. But for the purposes of chalk, 
I am putting Rodriguez as the favorite. I mean, he is out of the two of them. Uh, Mark's taking, as he put it, he says, I'm going to take both Rodriguez's. That'll be fun. Real low baseline fun? for fun. But it's just, I okay. think Mark was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to answer this as quickly as possible. Um, I'm taking Neil Magny. I don't know. I wasn't that. I mean, I know Neil Magny. Daniel Rodriguez has fought better than his last fight, but I just thought, like, he didn't win that fight. Let's, let's, uh, the MMA gods will take care of this. So, uh, <laughs> Neil Magny likes to have a close decision, but, you know, he'll get the W here, I think. And, you know, it's Neil Magny, so the first round, he's definitely going to get hit. It is almost going to be. All right. So, so, so your analysis is uh, the MMA gods will sort this out. Yeah. Also, Mark's really bad at picking these days, so I'm just going to be on the opposite side of him here. <laughs> oh, he's not bad. He's just, in a, he's just in a little bit of a gully. Yeah, we call that, uh, he's, you know, he's, pl- he's, you know, pulling a Sanchez right now. Oh yeah, uh, let's, <laughs> let's let's calm down there. I've come in second, like the last two three years in a row. I'm currently in second now. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's. So you're dating Daniel Rodriguez calm. to make a move on me here, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I I think Neil Magny is going to win. Neil Magny has a better reach, um, and I think he has a higher hit accuracy rate that I think should come into play here. You know, if it was a five round <laughs> fight, I would like confidently pick Neil Magny. Because he's like doesn't get tired ever, and I just remember thinking like Rodriguez does not look good. Maybe because he was fighting at one eighty instead of one seventy, and I'm like, this is just a weird look we got going on here. Um, and Neil trains in uh, Denver, so like you just you know you fight all fucking night if you want him to. Um, yeah, the rest of this card's a little bit iffy, quite frankly. Uh, Chase Sherman's on there, you know. You're not gonna, you know. You're not going to hear me disparage the name of the Vanilla Gorilla too much. So that's uh, going on. That's what's going on over there. And I think we also have a Mark Madsen sighting, the Olympian. Um, Mike is looking at his TV to see how much money I've lost. I've already lost, Mike. It's over. Hey, hey man, your Bengals just scored again. The Bengals are down three touchdowns, buddy. Oh, they got like six minutes left. No, no, you're fucked, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> it's not going well. I, I, I thought there was a lot more of the fourth quarter. Than, yeah. Oof. No, sorry, buddy. You know, if Tyler Boyd wants to get a catch for another 12 yards, it will help, you know, stem some of these losses. Just saying. Um, but yeah, this is a little bit thin after that. Uh, Mark Madsen, man, he's... is. I think I feel this Mark Madsen guy, you know, he keeps winning. And he's like 40 years old. Yeah, he's 12 and 0. Can we like... Like we might need to find out sooner. Like he's thirty eight years old. He's twelve and zero. Let's maybe put him in front of some human beings. What do you think, Mike? Like, let's, uh, I I agree with that sentiment. As someone who's pushing thirty eight himself, yeah, right. Should have should have got off the pot. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right, but yeah, that's it for this fight night card. Uh, there's no Bellator this weekend because we don't even know what they're doing. It's just honestly top to bottom. Just not clear about Bellator's general strategy in the MMA sphere. Um, next weekend we'd be picking a lot. Next week we'd be picking a lot of fights, quite frankly, because this thing is at least seven deep, from what I can tell. I mean, for the love of God, we got. We By got, the way, are we gonna are we gonna try to be there for the first fight? Are we really gonna I, try to bring it back to like 2011? I haven't done that for the last couple of ones I've gone to. It's been a while since I gone to one, actually. But like, I mean, do we aim for definitely the televised prelims? <laughs> like, and maybe one of the, maybe Carolina's Carolina's the main event of the ESPN of the uh, the lower prelims. <laughs> because let me tell you something, Bobby. You've you've seen me fall asleep. On some of these, uh, some of these, oh, yeah, I'm gonna need a coffee, man. Um, dude, I'm old, <laughs> dude. I, dude, I, I go to bed. Look at the thing. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna disparage you because I, I would be asleep too. I do not make it. I'm not lasting that long. I'm gonna need a coffee. All right. I hope Madison Square Garden's got a fucking Starbucks, all right, or two. <laughs> That's uh, what I, I need. They, I don't think they do. Okay. Well, they got someone with a fucking, you know, a, a Mr. Coffee in the back there. Okay. The employee break room can give me a coffee for all I care. Um. All right. Do we do fights we like? Like. Uh, we haven't done it yet. Uh, do you have any you would like to speak about? I was going to let you go first. All right. Uh, keeping on with the trend from last week, talking about New York fights in anticipation of the card that we will be going to in about 
what is that 10 days from now uh, 11 <laughs> days from now uh i'm gonna go with uh gsp versus uh michael bisping ufc 217 november 4th 2017 now Whereas last week, my reason for picking that fight was very selfish and personal and just for the general love of uh, Rose Namajunas, who actually is from this fight card as well. Um, with this one, it's just so historic. You know, um, George St. Pierre had been out of the UFC for about four years. Um, and the last time we had seen him, he was he was pretty burnt out. He had been a long a long serving champ. Um, he barely squeaked out a decision against. Holy shit! I can't remember his name. Uh, what was it do with the? Uh, your your mute, Bob. Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks. Yes. Uh, no decision, man's career took a bigger nosedive after they started drug testing people. I'm not accusing him of anything, but the whole thing fell apart the second they started drug testing people. Indeed, indeed it did, but no accusations are being had here. Just very strong correlative evidence. Uh, but that was a decision that I think a lot of people thought that GSP um, lost. Um, he talked about in subsequent interviews how he was just burnt out and he needed to get away. And after four years of some contention with the UFC, uh, probably has something to do with um, the amount of time he was gone. Uh, money and in addition to money it was also he wanted a more stringent level of testing um probably looking back at his last fight before he came back at middleweight but it took a while for him to get back and he was able to come right back in four years later in a middleweight challenge against michael bisping and while the fight itself wasn't the 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 great the the best fight um you know it's not one that i am gonna be eager to to watch and you know on any particular day uh the fact that gsp was able to come back after that long and in the world's greatest arena madison square garden you know beat michael bisping and do what at the time I think only three other people before him had done um, have titles in two different weight classes in the UFC. That was that was a pretty big deal. Uh, Bobby's counting off who had done it by then. We have uh, Conor McGregor. We had BJ Penn. He never did it. We BJ Penn never did no, it. No, he never did it. Oh, then Randy Couture. He never did it. At the what? same time? No, no. Oh, you're no, no, Oh, some guy done more than one weight class. Yeah. Oh, it's more. I think it's more than the three you said then, because hmm. BJ did it. You're right. BJ did it. Randy did it. Uh, Connor did it. Connor had already done it at that point. Um, had Sahuda already done it? By 2017. Uh, maybe not. Maybe maybe he had. I'm not sure. No, I think I think well, Cormier did it after. Cormier did it after too. No, you're right. You might be right. I think it was three though. I think you're right. Three or four. You're, you're, you're not, not not many people had done it before then mm. uh so it was a pretty monumentous fight and also made even more monumentous by the fact that us uh, uh got usc gsp didn't fight after that um he had a lot of issues getting up to 185 and i think he ended up um suffering from colitis i think it was after the fight yeah, he either had that or it was either Crohn's or colitis or it's one of those ones where like I got a friend who's got this and it's like it fucks you up because he he said yeah. he ate he had to eat so much meat and like just pack on eat have dude such digestive a caloric health is everything it just it dude, just messed up his digestive dude it's everything system. digestive health is everything man like if you have like think about look I'm just saying like just the whole day can be your whole life is just function is ruined by it if it's not correct just put that out there look my whole day is ruined if i decide to have my lucky charms with regular milk all right i can only imagine what it's like to have like some true digestive issues so yeah um that's that's my fight uh gsp versus michael bisping of the one eye from ufc 217 all right, I got um mine's gonna be one that 
It's one of those things. There's a lot of fights, Mike. I think I, the reason this segment exists because we have always kind of assumed there's these fights where people must have seen them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, man, this fight's 13 years old. They may not have seen it. And when I was showing my girlfriend uh, who Anderson is, came across the Forrest Griffin fight. And uh, I just don't know how you... I think it's required viewing because it is one of the greatest examples of someone just like being in full control of everything's happening out there. You know what I mean? Like he just... And like people look at it now and be like, oh yeah, he beat up Forrest, whatever. It's like Forrest was the champion. Like Forrest was the champion in his previous fight. Like he lost his title to Rashad Evans. Okay. And then he fought Anderson Silva, and it was like Anderson Silva was playing, was like competing with a child. Like when Joe Rogan says the stuff like Anderson Silva's in the Matrix, whatever. Which, what does that mean? Well, that's what it meant. We don't, we can't describe it with that. That's what that is. And I have like a real distinct memory of thinking, like, how is Forrest Griffin a plus 250 underdog? He was just the champion. And if Stefan was here, he will sit down and tell you about the time we were sitting out of a fucking pita place. (laughs) And I sat down and I explained, I'm not saying he's going to beat Anderson, but there's got to be some value there. And then we went to Tahoe. And I don't think uh, I don't think he would just very calmly and just nicely say that's what you would say. I'm pretty sure he would say something to the effect of you were very forceful and very passionate. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I was I made a point. And laid out laid out all the bona fides as to why Forrest Griffin should win this fight. I just remember we were like uh <laughs> and then this like is my favorite story to hear. Well, because like I like fucking like here's the thing also, it was we were in Tahoe. I won eleven hundred dollars gambling on slots just on dumb luck the day before. So what was going to be like a $20 bet on on Forrest? I think I ended up betting 100 to 150, okay? But then Mark was in on it and Stefan was in on it and our friend, one of our friends lost 20 bucks on this bet, Mike, and he still complains to me. It's the only <laughs> bet he's ever made, okay? And he complains like it's my fault, okay? I didn't tell him to do it. And I just remember the fight started and Mark and I and Stefan we all look at each other and Mark goes, "Oh, he's going to knock him out." <laughs> <laughs> And then he did. And I just remember, like, the next day we drive back from Tahoe, we end up at Mark's apartment. He lived in Sacramento. You know, we're just hanging out there. And then, like, we're playing the UFC game, and Stefan picks uh, Anderson. And then Mark, Mark goes, oh, now you pick fucking Anderson. You couldn't be there to convince us to pick Anderson. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the most single-handed, like, a single, like, one-sided. I couldn't think of a more entertaining one-sided fight, I feel, almost. Like, it was... Three and a half minutes, I think, of perfection. So, yeah. Anderson's got a couple fights, man. We just got to watch him and just be like, this guy just, that was an A-plus scorecard. This is a 158.3. Don't do it. What's the cop top QB rating now? It's not 158.3 like it used to be. But whatever. It's not? I, that's what I knew in Madden. Whenever I would go off, it's like, oh, yeah, perfect QB rating. I think they changed QB ratings at one point. But I, I think you're referring to the QBR system that ESPN pushes. What the R does it sound for like rating? Z, that is zero to one hundred. Okay, their QB, their QBR. Whatever. Right. Anderson fought perfect. I almost, by the way, when I was looking up what event this was on, Mike, I almost switched my pick to the BJ Penn versus Kenny Florian fight solely for the pre-fight package, where Kenny Flor. This is not BJ Penn beating losing bar fights. This is BJ Penn at the height of his powers. Kenny Florian is in the pre-fight package, and he's not talking shit really. But Kenny's just like, yeah, I can win this fight anywhere, man. You know, I might, just, I might, I might finish him in the first round. And then they cut to BJ Penn, and BJ Penn goes, did he really say this shit? <laughs> it's just the best thing that ever fucking happened. Oh, my God. BJ Penn's free fight videos used to be excellent. Now, people will get offended. Uh, <laughs> my favorite BJ Penn quote was, I think it was when the second time, I think, was it the, the time he was going to fight Sean Shirk? Was it? No, I, when, he, when, he, when, he, yeah, when he was going to fight Sean Shirk, and Sean Shirk had just tested positive for steroids and lost his belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and BJ Penn says, uh, the weakness that Sean Shirk has is that he needs steroids to win. <laughs> That's his only weakness. <laughs> yeah, we should just do like, or, or we should do another version of this list, which is just like fight video, like interviews. You need to, moments in MMA, you need a recap. It is just like everything when that came BJ, out of BJ when Penn's BJ mouth. Penn was a CNN correspondent <laughs> at that hurricane that hit. Oh, God. BJ Penn, man. What a life. Now he's a crazy person. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> um, that's why you got to enjoy the ride, you know, like while it's happening, Bobby. Exactly. Um, all right. Um, that's it. Stuff we like. I legitimately don't think I have anything. I've got one thing that I've, I really like this week that I'm very passionate about. Good, because I got nothing. Go for it, buddy. All right. So um, for the last few months, I have been living in absolute hell um, with an issue that I didn't really know how to fix. And, you know, it, it just was causing a lot of buildup in my life. And what I'm referring to is the wire mesh drainer I had in my shower. Let me tell you something. Anytime I wet my hair, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, as people with hair, you know, you shed. And let me tell you something. A wire mesh strainer in your shower. Yo, that shit picks up hair like a motherfucker. And let me tell you something. Every time I showered, I had to go down and just pick up globs of hair or I was going to be standing in four inches of water. So what did I do this past week? I went on Amazon. And I bought some cool little new doohickey contraption drain. And it's amazing. I haven't had to look at that shit once. Hell, today I've taken, I've washed my hair like three or four times. And that shit has been <laughs> smooth like a baby's bottom. And then today, before you know this podcast, I went and showered. Why are you looking at me like that, Bobby? A baby's bottom is very smooth. You wash your hair th- four times in one day? No, I mean in a week. You said, you said today. And I was just like, did uh, you go to work? You just stay home watching your hair impressed with your fucking drain. <laughs> I would have put it past me. But anyway, when I was taking a shower today, I'm like, you know what? Let me see how much hair is actually collected on this thing. And let me tell you something. It was a lot of hair. So as I was there naked in the shower, I did think this is going to be my stuff I like this week. They're not all winners, Bobby. I mean, we need Mark back for video game talk or whatever. I turned on my PlayStation for the first time in like a month, and I was playing uh, NBA 2K. I have the last year's game, and I don't, I don't think they're. I don't think I think they just stopped giving me roster up roster updates after the uh, after the well, new yeah, one comes man. out, right? They, yeah. they they want you to buy the new one. Oh, um, one thing I could say that I stuff I eh, you know, stuff I eh. Uh, if you haven't bought it already. Don't buy Gotham Knights. It's it's mid. It's yeah. We, well, if it's the it's multi, not, if, if the multiplayer is fun for all of us, I would do it though. That's the thing. There's a lot of games where like the solo is not, like the campaign by itself is not necessarily the best experience. But if it's fun for all of us to play together, like I haven't played Back well, for Blood once without you guys. Well, yeah. I mean, you can play part cheesy with four people. Doesn't mean you want to spend all all weekend playing that shit. Um. I'm not sure that was related necessarily entirely. That was a I was bad gonna, example. Yeah, I was going to say. I like cheesy. Let's go with Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos, you could play with four people. But after you play it like three times, you're like, yo, where's cheesy? Look, you just play Uno, everybody. That's what you got to do. Play Uno. We got to play Uno, by the way, Mike. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah we haven't done that in a while. We got to get our Uno on. I haven't, I haven't gotten irrationally angry at you or vice versa for some move yet. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm going to plus 15 your ass and flip. All right, it's coming. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't really think I got anything. I would have liked to watch A Princess Bride, but instead I lost $50 because uh, <laughs> of uh, Jake Paul. No, kidding aside. Um, Yeah, I, want, I, I you, you say you saw Black Adam? I remember you talked about it. Did, we, did you talk about seeing the movie or you just saw the, you saw the I have same spoiler not, that we all did? I have not seen it yet. We just talked about um, how it got spoiled for us. The, uh, you know, the big reveal. Yeah, which not everybody has seen. Way to go. Um, yeah, I don't think I got anything this week, guys. Um, just been watching my usual shit. I really enjoy the Pat McAfee show. If I haven't talked about it a lot on this podcast, I'm sure I have. But I think it's a really good, like, I'm not a big sports talk guy in general. And I know we have a sports podcast. But, like, I was fine if people take this shit too seriously. All of it. Like, it's just sports. You know what I mean? I mean, people like, I know people like watch, like, Stephen A. Smith because he's just yelling at people and they yell at each other. But if you're taking any level of that on a serious, you need to rethink your life because that's just performative entirely. Um, 
I really enjoy Pat McAfee's show. I think it's got a good vibe. It's a bunch of dudes. Seems like they're all friends. They're just like, you know what? Anything good happens. They're like, oh, are they are they a real team? Are they all the way back? Yada, yada, yada. You know, it's just it's all shits and giggles. And I really enjoyed his podcast today because um, this man, Mike, apparently, my, Pat this year paid, they paid to have NFL film rights. I'm not sure if you've seen the show at least this year, but like. I, I, I watched it, yeah. Yeah. Paid, as he put it, well north of $4 million to watch, to have this, right? And then today, the NFL's lawyers sent him a letter saying that he can't use NFL logos on his podcast. So the entire first hour of this podcast was very entertaining, where they kept calling it the professional, oh, it the Ameri- the yeah. professional <laughs> American Football League. <laughs> that was really good stuff. And like, yeah, it's just... And I did like the part where he kind of threatened the NFL. He's like, maybe this offseason we talk about a bunch of stuff that the NFL, you know, we feel some things need more light shine on it. Stuff that me and my friends know about, like CTE and, you know, healthcare for former players. And I'm just like, I do appreciate him just being like, a lot of people watch this fucking show. So get fucked. All right. I don't care. You know what I mean? And it was funny, though. Anytime they paused any of the video, they're like, wait, wait, no, you can't pause the video. Because that's the you see the NFL logos everywhere is not gonna be okay. We gotta just let the video run. That's okay. The video running. Um, I really just enjoy that show. And if you want to look up a good video, I would suggest either Lou Holtz, the guy doing a Lou Holtz impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> uh complaining about how the current my, my Notre Dame coach has not called him. Oh, I am going to pull that shit up right now and watch it after we're yeah. done here. Um, the line sad ooze was sent between me and Mike about 20 times, I feel, <laughs> afterwards. Um, or the video where they talk about Urban Meyer going to the, the bar. Chop the, chop house. House, the chop house. And he goes finger guns into the co-ed's butthole. Um, that's the other one. And um, yeah, it's a good show, man. It's fun. And you know, AJ Hawk is far funnier than I ever thought he would be. <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> so yeah, that's really it. Um, Pat Mac. Uh, do good. you know? Actually, no. I'll, I'll leave this for later. Actually, and I saw a couple clips from SmackDown that makes me think whatever they're paying Sami Zayn isn't enough. Like he's just carrying. He's the best character in wrestling right now. <laughs> Said this guy wasn't feeling very oozy. Oozy. It's a watch. To watch Roman break? and the Usos just break was amazing. Oh, dude, all they all they do, all his entire goal is to make them break. And he's gotten all Jay, of them multiple times. Jay Jay was there, totally in character. He <laughs> drops Usi. You see his head just whip up. Like, what the fuck did you just well, say? what's his name's got the best job? Jimmy? Because Jimmy has <laughs> Jimmy doesn't need to act hard ever. Because Jimmy just out there laughing blatantly. So Solo, Roman, and Jay are hanging on for dear life. Jay, I'm not sure if you saw the thing where they did like a backstage interview afterwards where like they're talking to the four non-Roman ones, the other, you know, the Usos and Sammy and uh, Solo. And and so Sammy's like, it's okay. We had an off night, but you know what? We're going to go out for dinner. We're going to Waffle House. And Jay goes from like seething to just like perking up and like, huh? Go to Waffle House? <laughs> And apparently that was just like an inside thing about like everybody knows the Usos just fucking love Waffle House. <laughs> and Sammy's like, Waffle House, my treat. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just like, I I really prefer if SmackDown was on a Thursday. I'm just putting that out there. Friday and Mondays. Mondays I can't watch wrestling. I just, it's not going to happen. All right. And I'd like to watch the show live. And on Fridays, I just don't watch it. I don't watch Rampage either. I'm just like, I just don't like kind of sit here on Fridays and reflect on my fucking week <laughs> and just, you know, go on YouTube. <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, dive into some high octane grappling, you know. <laughs> anyway, if if they start selling shirts that say, you know, feeling oozy, I, I will be buying that. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest, the honorary ooze shirt, if it didn't require a lot of explanation here in the Bay Area, because let me tell you. We got so we got a lot of ooses here, okay? We got a lot of like. There's a reason the Usos are Niner and Raider fans, man. The entire fucking family lives in San Jose, okay? Can't be wearing honorary ooze shirts, but you know. Anyway, um, that's what I like this week. Sami Zayn's fucking the most entertaining character in wrestling. And uh, on the other end, I'm excited to see Kenny and the Elite come back. 
Kenny and the Bucks come back. Sounds like it's happening soon. Yeah. So anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Check out uh, Buy a Storm Drain dinghy. Go look up that clip of the Lou Holtz thing. Uh, just type in Pat McAfee Lou Holtz. So you'll know which one it is. All right. You want to cry laughing at something. Um, until then, uh, it was Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. We see you, we see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Uh, first, when you type in Lou Holtz in, uh, in YouTube, the first thing it suggests is Lou Holtz Pat McAfee. Yeah, it's like, I just, when they're talking about, <laughs> he's talking about how much he likes Manti and he goes, but he wasn't a Catholic. And I just like fucking lost it on that too. Just lost it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Mark will be back next week. It'll be less ridiculous. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>